Hello and welcome to the No Cell Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. I am merely one third of your hosting trio. You can find me on Twitter at MTBooble. I'm Mike Booble. The man to my right, I'll get it correct this week. <laughs> you know directions. Is the best looking big man in podcasting. He's that kayfabe guy on Twitter. It's the human wrestling database, Corey Mack. I'm having a good time, feeling all right. Hope you're not feeling too good yourself. Are you? No. It's good. Bebop Alula, and she's my baby. The man to my left. <laughs> the the host of this fine program. The guy who, who steers the ship. He's the flagship of our flagship. Toledo Joe, the podcasting pro, king of the No Cell Podcast Network. Mr. Host to you. He's that Joe Lessel on Twitter. It's that Joe Lessel. Hey, how's it going, guys? How was your weekend? Uh, Two games short? I, mean, I saw Bullet Train, so I mean, I win. Yeah. So. Yeah, I didn't see Bullet Train. So I didn't see Bullet Train. So I lost. Um, okay. I had to drive my children around all day Saturday, so you know. Yeah. Christmas lights? No. <laughs> Birthday party with the trailer park with Christmas lights. Christmas lights. Yeah. Birthday parties, Christmas, and shopping, Christ- and Christmas in August. Yeah. All a bunch of fun stuff. Being a parent. So you know fun. what? Be a parent. Be a parent. <laughs> I am a parent. Be a star. Be a fan. It's a parent that I'm a parent. It's a parent trap. The original was good. Who's the original? Haley Mills is the kid. Mm. All right. Miss Bliss from the. Uh, Say by the Bell Middle School year. That was Alexa. Now, that's a totally different bliss, and don't get me started. Shout out to Red Sox Nation, Ranker Bear. Oh, f- fuck off. You okay, Corey? Fuck this, I'm out <laughs> here. All right, well, we're two minutes in. Um, so, uh, you know, the injury of the summer of injuries <laughs> continues. Dude. What did... We got rid of Vince, man. Shouldn't, like, the universe, like, knock it the fuck off? No. Are we even? Well, I mean, Jesus what, Christ. That kind of tells me he's not really gone. Uh, Fuck, as, dude. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about last week at SummerSlam that uh, Becky, Becky Lynch Bailey had a great match. Had a dislocated shoulder, and now it's uh, been an announced that she will be gone for a couple months. I'm guessing Rubble. Probably. It's a good way to come back. Probably. I will not lie. I did. Uh, I came. I was sc- strolling, scrolling, and strolling. And you saw the picture. And I saw the picture. Of Sid's leg. How did you handle that? Of her fucking shoulder. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. How did you handle that it's one? It's disgusting. I mean. It was fine. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, that looks like a like a square coming out of her goddamn uh, shoulder. Not for nothing. I watched uh, some guy do that to another human being in UFC fight two weeks ago. He just put his leg in his armpit and yanked his shoulder out of socket. So I was like, yeah. So God Becky, Becky feels it as bad for me. So. Now, hold on. Is that <laughs> the clip I saw of the guy who went over to the other guy's corner and pulled it back in? No. What, did you see that? I did. I was like, that's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> I mean, you can't really make it worse. Hey, don't I worry, just, I got know. this. No, <laughs> you're, gonna melt, you're going to lethal weapon it? <laughs> yep. Damn, Whew. that's a lethal weapon. So, Control for the ship. she's out for a couple months, as uh, you know, we've talked about how they're that's going they to... Need. Not having Becky there. Not going to have Becky, so uh, we're going to transition from uh, Becky for Liv to... I mean, uh, not Liv, uh, Bianca to probably Bailey in the crew. It looks like Bailey because the other two were in the tag tournament, and she's the 
the boss of the group. Yeah. So I'm guessing she's eventually, a legit boss. Eventually, it's Bianca and did, Bailey. Did you? Okay. See, and so we have that. I don't hate that. I, no, I want to no, bring him. Bring since we get talked about the women division now. Be great Royal, uh, Royal Rumble women's title match. That would be. Did you see? Have you seen SmackDown? I might uh, watch life? it. Yeah. Okay. No. So. <laughs> The fans are already. Oh, they turned on Liv. Turned on Liv. I'm fine with it. And then someone boring. posted a photo from a Becky promo from like a year ago, basically going the same, saying the same yeah, exact thing. I, like, I remember the promo. And it's like, if Liv Morgan was here as champion, you wouldn't know what to do. You probably would boo her. Because uh, because she was taking on Liv at the time. Yep. And the, the thing is, Liv has a connection with the crowd. That's kind of how she got the push. Yeah. And Becky called it a year ago. As soon as she wins that title, you're going to boo her. And sure enough, she won the title. And they're already booing later, her. They turned on her. Shout out to The Miz. He called Alex Riley, too. He's like, yep. I made that motherfucker's career. You're going to boo him as long when I'm gone. And look at that. Whoops. Boom. So, it's yeah, it's again. that craziness of the, you know, this injuries hurt. Uh, injuries, summer of injuries. Uh, I, I heard a NXT star broke her nose. We had... Um, um, Jamie Hader break her nose. I think I looked like from the drop kick through the. Uh, That's why I think it happened through the uh, ring, kind of through the nose. ropes. Um, for a sweet Cody Rose mask. I think that's where they can go with Hader for sure. Makes sense. But with Becky, she's gonna be gone for. You can wrestle one arm. Come on, Becky. Wilson. Mm. Well, wrestle one leg. It's yeah. it's that funny. Th- won a gold medal. broke a freaking neck. It's that funny thing of like <laughs> I know they're different injuries, but it's like. When Becky got the concussion because Nia decided not to brotherly forearm. She doesn't know how to fucking work. Right. There's that. And so they decide to, you know, hey, can Becky still wrestle this Sunday? Now she's selling pictures of sides of meat on OnlyFans. That's her body. (laughs) Oh, that's her body? (laughs) That's just a load worked out there once. But it's it's like that funny thing of like a dislocated shoulder. It's that weird thing of like we talked about Bailey months ago of how how they have how they have all these that you know all their talent is hurt, but they don't use them in some shape or fashion. Punk gets hurt when he was in WWE. What do they do? They put him on commentary. Yeah. They Becky was doing uh, Bailey was doing fantastic on commentary with Michael. The whole shut up Michael stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if Becky does something on TV. And Becky, yeah. Um, but like she, I wouldn't be that surprised. Don't waste, don't waste her. You know, uh, like yeah. what I'm trying to say, like Honestly, don't. Just, uh, you could have her just come out with uh, old Franklin. Have <laughs> be on his LSD trip. Why not? I, I have They're already dressed like it, so they haven't had Charlotte come back, but I'm fine with that. Just stay gone. Hey, hey, H. We're not asking for that. No, don't don't mean because we know you listen. She went down to Puerto Rico don't to watch her dad miss, fight Carlos Colon. Uh, you know, there's that last don't match part. Don't two. misread us. Don't bring her back. Oh, I've got. Yeah, you know, we'll talk about Triple H in a minute. Yeah, he's got heat with me. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. Uh-oh. Uh, is but, this from Harlem? No. Suck. So hopefully, you know, I think I think you're right that Becky's return will be at the Rumble, but it, she should be on TV. So the problem, however, is once you dislocate a shoulder, that shit happens a lot. Mm. It becomes real easy to keep Looking doing. Looking at you, Randy Orton. It becomes real, real easy to do. So that could be an injury that happens over and over again. And she's not young. She's not a spring chicken. And she, you know, she's a new mom. And yeah. We'll see. I have an interesting question to ask you then. This is it? Look, I know we're not. I don't think it's it, but it's probably winding down. We're not like wrestling historians. 
Well, you are. I you wish are. I was. Well, but not even, more, yeah. not even the last in Cornette's level. I can't go into the 30s and 40s with. Well, no, like um, they well, do. I would say you're like, well, no, Brian last sucks. I would yeah. go Brian last, but. But um, so Mula, she's had her shit brought back down to life. Yeah. And Mae Young was never that big of a star. I got news nope. for you. That's a dirty creation. They, they just needed another name that wasn't <laughs> fabulous Mula. They made her a legend. Um, well, I mean, Bubba made her a legend, to be fair. There's that June Biner or Byler. I mean, there's been some other really famous, really talented uh, women. Uh, Mil- <sighs> Mildred Burke. Mildred Burke. I was like, Cornette says the name all the time. What is it? Um, no. But at this point. Is, Alicia Fox, of course. Yeah, of course. Is Becky Lynch the GOAT? She's the greatest women's wrestler. Of that company, bar none. Yeah, no, like not talking Japanese women's wrestling. Not of that all, company, yeah. for sure. Because there is some Japanese women's wrestlers who I don't are know if f- she's ridiculous. Better than Bull Nakano. Yeah, like Bull Nakano and the well, Crush honey, Gals. And hold on. Is she better than Sherry Martell? As a I, wrestler overall, yes. Sherry's a bigger star still. Sherry was in that fucking that era, and, and her manager stuff is more remembered than her wrestling stuff. Macho she King would be um, such he, a great manager though, because Becky can talk like a motherfucker. She she, if she could, could take an occasional bump when she's done. She would be a if she does the Sherry Martell route. Oh my god! I was gonna say this is the now that you mentioned it. That's the highest compliment I could give Becky Lynch. Yeah, is she could be this generation's Sherry she Martell. Could, and if you partner up with her husband and then have them both on the LSD yeah. trip and have, then have them the most despised couple instead of he's the man or she's the man and I'm with the man shit they did two years ago with them. Yeah, have the opposite. Yeah, like have her be Rollins' manager. That would be like this generation's Martell and Savage. It would work great. Yeah. That's a good I, uh, idea. That's a good idea. I don't ask you for her to retire. I think she still has some time left. No, no, left. she's yeah. got sure. tons yeah. of time left. But when she's done, if she transitions into a Sherry Martell career, I mean, it'll she'll just sky ride. She will, she will be the GOAT. And it won't, it'll be untouchable. The thing point. is, she won't have that far to go either because she's already nipping at the hills. Medusa was was okay, but not great. She's not great. And there was nobody from the early two thousands there. I like I like Lita and Trish, but they're not there. They're not there. So it's got it. It's not Charlotte. Everybody thinks Charlotte's the best thing that happened since Lufez. You're not Charlotte. It's not Charlotte. It's not Sasha. No, she's great, but it's not. It's not Bailey as great as she is. Becky's outdone all of them. Bianca's too, way too new. It's yeah, not, she's still young. Yeah, so. Rhea, they're not even having a wrestle. Of course, it might still be the weird concussion, heart rate thing. Concussion thing. And yeah. then she had like a, she'd do a heart thing. So what's going on with Rhea? Yeah. Is the sex you know, too physical with Buddy Murphy? Well, when I he mean, does the 450 inside. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, is it, is it too, is it too <laughs> physical they're, for they're, Buddy? When Can they're he handle the, it? When they're both doing Spanish flies. <laughs> yeah, mid quarters. <laughs> I digress. Um, we go on weird tangents. Yeah, we do. That's why you listen, though. But uh, let's talk about heat. I guess Sunday night, night heat. No, no. Uh, Corey's heat. Oh, Triple H. Yeah. Well, first I'll, I'll I'll segue into it with my first thing. You wanted to talk about Triple H's first week. Yes. Uh, I just want to tell people out there: quit throwing roses at the man for doing. Quite literally the bare minimum of what he needed to do. It's better than what they've been giving us. Yeah, I would say that. Is it? But he yes. Let, he let them I've say, been watching. He let them say words like wrestler and referees have names. And that's cool. I, it's a, it steps in the right direction. But people are like, the WWE is back. It's great again. And I watched Raw last week here. It was a fine little show. 
I didn't hate it. Didn't yeah. I didn't hear any of it. It's but not exactly 97 yeah, uh, but, Raw. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a fantastic, glowing, perfect fucking show. It was okay. You know, I wouldn't say frustrated is the goddamn word for it. No. But... Uh, but <laughs> And yeah, he made some positive steps with bringing back Io Sky, who was one foot out the door, and Dakota Kai, who was completely fired. <laughs> but then, uh, but then he made a he uh, made a huge misstep I, Friday, you know, by re-signing that walking piece of cardboard, Karrion Cross and his wife Scarlett. She's a very beautiful woman, but like literally, if if they didn't give him that fucking entrance that he had in NXT. Would anybody remember him? No. No. Remember his highlight in NXT? Nope. Because it's not a good one for him. It's, it's uh, when Adam Cole. Adam Cole eviscerated him in a promo mm. where he was trying to put down Adam Cole, and Adam Cole's like, you've been giving everything, and you're failing at this. You know, they, they gave you, to stand out, they gave you that entrance and her and that, t- that little the sand t- clock thing. And the music and the whole presentation. You know what they do for me to get over? They ring the freaking bell. And he killed him dead in TV. Hey, Adam, uh, go ahead and keep doing some more of that. And, <laughs> and they, that'd, be, that'd be great, yeah. actually, if you can get back to that. And uh, that's what he was. He was a failure. And, in fact, I think this is why Triple H brought him back, too. Because, well, he may like the guy great, but he is the one absolute <laughs> failure in Triple H's NXT. In terms of who he decided to push so, to the moon. You know what's funny? We were talking about this last week, right? How NXT was a failure because they had Roman, right? Yeah. Charlotte. We also didn't mention Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte worked. I, I would say he worked with, it worked with Charlotte. They yeah. pretty much caught the Charlotte thing. Yeah, Roman was never on. Well, he was on NXT once before they pulled him up. But he was still but in Charlotte, the system, yes. right? But Charlotte, yes. Well, so like, it's like, I was like, we didn't even mention Charlotte. Yeah. Well, I don't count Roman because I count him as FCW, which was a different system altogether. Yeah. In terms of the performance center, the the class that came in specifically when that was started, you're looking at Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman, uh, Bianca Belair, and granted, she's a big one. Bianca, um, yeah. That's it. Because you guys know there's no males for sure, so it would have to be a female. Really. Corbin's the only one. Because I don't count Braun, really. But, like, Joe, you're Mr. WWE. If you disagree, I'd love to hear it. I think it's way too early to be praising Triple H in the move. He's done the bare minimum. The bare minimum has been better. I'll say this. It's not blown away. I'm not giving him his flowers. I'm just saying the bare minimum is better what they've been giving us the past eight months. What do you... um, Years. Eight months. (laughs) What do you think of Karrion Cross going back? I don't care. Exactly. You don't care, Rian? I see what I did there. God damn it. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I was like, that's that's what you do the first week? Well, it's... it's, Well, you see Twitter, Bray White making cryptid text uh, tweets that everyone's like, Fucking debut or just every say week. Not. I am so like so. I was like this with Cody. Like when it, like a week before Mania, I was like either do or don't. But I don't give a fuck anymore. Oh, I'm I mean, way just worse. Do something. I'm way worse with Bray because it's been a year. It's been a year of the shit. The thing with like Harry and Cross, man. Like Triple H, you don't have to hire all your friends. You can just like, no, we're cool, but we're good. You know, like, good luck. Go be a star okay, and come so back. You know, <laughs> I want I want WWE to be good. The business itself is better when it's good. Yeah, I'm a little worried about this first week though because it looks like he's just kind of 
bringing up and pushing the people that were on the black and gold NXT that ended up fizzling out. And I'm not too sure that's going to work on the main roster. I, I love Champa. Push Champa for a mid-card title. I'm all for it. I, I like him. But if, if you're going to push... But he's not world title. No, but he's if you're going to push Champa, Gargano, Karrion Cross, and, you know, Sky. Yawn. It's like, it's just NXT again. And it's not even like Adam Cole NXT. No. It's not, it's not, it's not good. It's not, you know, it's not main level NXT. And what's with the, the people uh, who went to the other company? Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, hinting they're displeased with their placement there now that Triple H is running WWE. Uh, there's, I don't know. It's there's that, two of them that have been rumored. Andrade and, and Miro. Uh, Miro. And it's that funny thing. Of, like, I, know it's a, <laughs> I know it's a... Like, Would the TV matter at all if they were I, left? I know it's like a personal <laughs> feud, but like the Ringside News team... Yeah, fuck them. I, <laughs> yeah, their, their Twitter and their boss... Are feuding with Tony Khan, so like they're like, yeah. oh, Tony Khan's uh, uh, has been at Vince level. Yeah, I saw that. That he, he's he's been, what, his what? behavior behind the scenes and on the phone on the headphones for a commentary. The past yelling two weeks at people have been Vince. He's been McMahon. rude to people backstage, Vince McMahon level, and it's but it's from Ringside News, which and they hate, I, they 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 hate uh, they don't okay. like him. I wouldn't trust Ringside News if they you know. I, I mean, <laughs> for. 40 years now, people have said Vince McMahon is a complete asshole and a dick. Sir? Tony Khan 50. is like... <laughs> sorry, for 50 years. Thank you. Tony Khan is by all my manic as shit, but he's like the nicest fucking dude ever. Like, it doesn't even sound like his personality. I can't even imagine him screaming at people on the headphones. God damn He would it. start crying and feel bad about it. Like, God this dude it. is nice as shit. Call that a goddamn twisting headlock, you motherfucker. No. It's a hospital, not a medical fucking yeah. facility. I don't, I don't see it. But, hey, you know. You know why he's nice? He doesn't fire JR yet. Tell me that guy doesn't yell. He gave come him on a new now. contract. Like, come on, guys. He's not yelling at he people. He gave him a new contract. At this Big point. Big Swole sucks. Let it go. <laughs> at this point, Jim Ross doesn't bring anything to you. When you first got on TV, his name meant something. Jericho meant something. Jim Ross meant something. It mattered. They it, no longer do. They don't need it now. Uh, it, it actively hurts the product. It's a net uh, negative. And I still don't get people like... And here's the thing. Like, Jim Ross is the greatest announcer of all time. I have yep. no problem admitting I'll that. I'll admit that. Yeah. That shit is over, dude. It's over. I don't it, know. It's just... It's over. It, it's that point for enjoy him. Enjoy fucking retirement. Go enjoy your life. Do, do backstage stuff. Like, Ugh. they announced last week for AEW of... Um, a whole bunch of jobs. Dr- jobs. Uh, QT Marshall, Shivani, uh, Madison right. Reigns running the women's uh, division now. Well, she's head trainer. She's, she's the coach. She's, she's the coach for yeah. women, which that's a step in the right direction. There's an in-house coach. Who was Bubba's girlfriend? Was it Madison Reigns? No. No. Well, she, that that's was uh, Matthew, Velvet Sky. That's that's Josh up. Matthews' wife. So first I was like, oh, boy. I, did, I couldn't remember which one was which. I was like, so is this I Josh apologize Ma- to Madison. Does that, does that mean Josh Matthews is going to end up in AEW? No, thank God. Hope not. I I have no problem with Josh Matthews. I'm cool with Josh Matthews. I hear he's him and I are tight. I hear he does good work behind the scenes for Impact. Like, if, I wouldn't mind if he got hired for AEW behind the scenes. Best TNA commentator of all time, Josh Matthews. But uh, well, that's, what, that's, what, that's what JR should do because I 
it's to the point like I watch Dynamite every week. You know, I watch Dynamite more. Uh, all eight, I watch all AEW's product more than I do WWE, mm-hmm. and it's to that point of just watching. About that mouth though, no, Jesus Christ. Watching Dynamite now, and just like Jr. gets the two hour. Uh, the second hour intro. Second hour intro. I'm like, I don't care. And then he, like Pavlonian dogs. And then he forget, forgets where they're at or forgets a name or calls them the WWE name. You know, it's just like, it's just, you know, like, what, what, what the last pay-per-view? Welcome to Double Nothing. From, uh, where are we, Tony? Line. <laughs> where are we, like, Tony? Like, it's okay if you don't have it anymore. You've been doing this for like 60 fucking years, dude. We no don't, one's going to blame him. It's cool. Just call it good, He's buddy. still the greatest of all time. Honestly, not even backstage. You know what they should have him do, honestly? Is whenever they need a sit-down interview with like a UFC-style promotion That's to sell a big fight, That's what they, they, you have and him they, do that. And it's that, and I, I hate... But you can fly him in and do that and send I, him back home. I just hate the second hour of Dynamite because he's on it, or he's on the two hour, you know, because they did it... Like what a month or, month and a half ago a month ago they did the like half an hour before the show he did, he came out and did the main event and I was like fucking yes do that give me the main half event Jr that's fine give me the main event Jr and then it became second hour and then it became this, he's there the full two this, this time. past week was jarring yeah because he uh, came out to the top of the second hour like they're not a perfect announce team. But Excalibur, Taz, and Tony together have f- formed a rapport and a works um, and a type of work. Yeah. They don't cut over each other. They know what they're doing. And then Jared comes out and it just it, he wrecked the continuity. Like, I, d- I just hate the fact that they do that do it to Tony. Like I for Shivani's podcast, I, that's the only one I still listen to when I when something a topic comes up. But it's like for me, it's like. Tony Schiavone's on the first hour, and then he's stuck to in-ring segments or interviewing the back. People shit on Tony Schiavone, specifically Brian Last, about his commentary. The thing is, like, when you commentate with JR, what the fuck else is he going to do? He Not can't only- get a... And then... So here's the thing. JR is the greatest of all time. I have no problem with it. But Tony... I grew up with Tony. So did I. So Tony f- is my personal, like, favorite announcer of all time. I personally prefer Tony Schiavone. And it I is do too. such a waste how they use him on that commentary booth. And, you know, Brian Last says one thing that I, you know, he never says anything of value. Just, oh, that's great. Yeah, funny. He doesn't watch Dark. There's a, no. There's Tony. A, there's a great segment about that. This is yeah, right. the, So, they Dark. Read, they read his lines. On Dark or Dark Elevation, he's the play-by-play guy. And he, he calls the moves that are new and shit. That, like, he's taken the time to learn the crazy names of the Vlucha moves, and he nails it. That Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view. He was leap, he was fucking great. Yeah. So when he knows his spot, he knows what he's yeah, supposed it, to be on Dynamite. It's, it's, and he it, does it. It's this. He's the fun old guy. Yeah. Tony. T- as he's what JR should be. As we've mentioned so many times before. J- Tony's the guy that I'm hip, I'm cool, I'm up to date with what you guys are doing. Fuck, fuck GCW, man, that's cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. JR still, get off my porch, old man, like, rocking chair. Yeah, no, don't. Shivani doesn't believe GCW is cool. He thinks it's probably stupid as fuck, but he's a company guy. They should switch the roles for JR and Tony. JR should be doing what Tony's doing. I. Just making comments. He should be the lead guy. I don't believe JR could be that. No, he oh, can't. He probably can't. He can't. Like, he's too miserable in his life, especially now. Like he, I don't think he could ever let himself be that. If we just had Shivani and Taz as a two-man booth, I mean, they were fun on Dark when I know they did it together. Excalibur's gonna have a job because of his friends, but 
Dude, he's just... I don't mind him. I, I like him. I don't mind the three. The, the I three. like Excalibur because yeah. I think he adds the actual knowledge. Like even Taz. I mean, Taz, I love Taz's knowledge of why a move is done, when a move should be done, what it's doing to you. That's fucking fantastic. But he doesn't know all the stuff that's going on in the story. He can't pay a bother to pay attention. Excalibur is the only guy that can trust to do that. No one else has even tried. So he's got to be there. Or else up. nothing would get through. Caprice Coleman. No, I mean... <laughs> Here we just, are. Let's just say Ian Riccoboni and Caprice Coleman. Just boom, there, there it is. Yeah. Well, then the, we're done. That'd then be we're the, done. That'd be the ROH team, whenever that comes to... But I really... I, the reason I like Excalibur now is because the interplay with him and Regal is a lot of fun. Hello, Maskman. Hell, you're scrumptious like a little cupcake. Yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Next. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing else. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of ROH, uh, that title was defended on Battle of About 3. Holy shit, that was a good match. I don't know who made it, but they're right. Like, they need to call DDT in Japan, and they need to make a deal. We need this guy full-time. Of all the Japanese guys they could bring in, like, forget New Japan guys even, they need Konosuke Takashi full-time. He's been on fire this summer. He's been great everywhere, and he's, he's actually connected with the fan base mm-hmm. without cutting as much as, what, two promos. So, like, and he's... Not every Japanese wrestler knows how to adapt to the American style. And I don't just mean in-ring, but being on TV, hitting your cues. Different product. Yes. It's a different way to wrestle. And I'm sure there are some guys, like the higher-ups in New Japan, like Okada or Tana, they could do it if they came over. They could learn it. They could do it. But not everybody can. There's there's been hundreds of great Japanese wrestlers. There's been uh, very few. Who have, ex- who have really done well at the American style of the product. And we're talking guys like Mr. Saito Tajiri was great at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Shinsuke has done fine. He's, 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 he's good at it. Um, Taka? Huh? Taka? He never really met, but they didn't give him a chance. They never really, I mean, they never pushed him or, or used How him. How was Chono? He was over here a long time. He did all right. He could have done better, but he's kind of like the next guy I want to talk about. The Great Muda. The Great Muda couldn't do it. He lived off the 1989 and coasted the rest of the time in America. So, really, there's been just a, sl- a scant oh, few. A cage match, though. Right? God. Uh, that guy's a master of living off of one year in this country Sting and just and coasting. Flair versus Muda and Funk. Oh, so good. God, dude. The, we get, you have to find the uh, Defy match that he was in. Yeah, I mean, he's killed it in Indies. He took um, on Shaft. I first thought you meant Muda. I was like, what? <laughs> That'd be terrible. What? <laughs> no. Why was Muda at Defy? No. But they this, lose their mind. But this guy knows how to do it. And I think he can... I mean, he's been wrestling a while. I'm sure. Plus, would, he has some size to him. Yeah, he's, he's got mm-hmm. size, too. He's not, you know... So, I mean, he's but, not Kushida, you know, who's I, a I damn good wrestler, Okada, but, but small. Is small. It is what it is. Uh, so, Battle Belts 3, we had him and Cesaro. Or Claudio. Claudio, sorry. Good job, JR. Like, legitimately, it's... uh, Underrange, heart attack. I'd give it, like, four and a quarter. Yeah. Like, it was that good of a title match. It Uh, was really good. We had uh, Jamie Jamie Hayter Hayter lost to Thunder Rosa. Broken nose and the L. And Wardlow beat Um, Jay Lethal. Lethal. And, um... Boy, they need to do something with Wardlow. That Uh, dude, my motherfucker, is white hot, and now he's ice cold. Maybe don't wrestle uh, Orange Cassidy. I almost called him the other name. <laughs> don't call him. Don't wrestle Orange Cassidy on TV uh, for ten minutes. Because the intensity wasn't even there. 
Like the guy that. Why would he be pumped for this? These people are human, man. Like you give them the shit, they're like, I don't. This sucks. I was uh, just in like the one of the feuds of the year with MJF. What the fuck am I doing? Oh, well, Jay Lethal schooled him in terms of presentation on TV. He's still young. He's still he's still <laughs> yeah. great. That's the thing is like, at some point, you know, you have to put them. He's like, you have to put them in with veterans who are probably are probably going to embarrass them. They have to see what it is. They have to see what a veteran star looks like. Yeah. Because if they don't ever see if they're if he only if he only wrestles. People like Orange Cassidy, or you're, MJF. Not gonna, you're not going to get to that level. But MJF has that lethal star. He he has that already. Yeah, but but he but he's not the veteran. Like he's a level star, but he's not a veteran who's going to do. What so you he do. doesn't know how to teach it like lethal does. Yeah. But he but he can be the blueprint of what to be. No, that's true. That's like true. Orange Cassidy isn't that. No. So you can't keep having him. As fun as it is to have Wardlow run through a locker room, and it's fun. It's so you do have to step it up. You have to let him, even if he beats lethal. That's fine. Yeah. Well, he has to kind of look like shit doing it sometimes, like like the Goldberg Regal match. That's a match that Goldberg had to have. You got to earn your stripes. He didn't learn from it, and that's on Goldberg. That's not anybody else but Goldberg. But you have to look like shit sometimes and earn your stripes and learn. Oh, this is why this sucked. And if you have a good veteran like Lethal, he'll pull you aside. Like, look, this is why I did this. This is why you failed. This is how you do it better next time. Speaking of learning, that's a good point. It's a really good point you had. I'm pretty smart. Uh, Regal, you see Regal's little quote on Twitter today? Mm, no. Maybe. Every wrestler in the world should. Hmm? I don't think I follow Regal. Oh. Probably should. Seems like a mistake. Yeah, he's a good follow. Wrestling tidbits, but not like stupid. Like you can learn things. And then like stuff about obscure British comedy and British Northern soul uh, music. He'll sell himself out by, like, he apologizes first, but it's him selling himself, like, hey, you guys should go, if you're in this town, go find, like, go like, like, watch my friend at a comedy stand. Somebody now. asked him if he still talks to Triple H. He's like, no, not often. Like, I work for a, the company, other yeah, company. Why, why would I? I don't know what's going on over there, nor should I. <laughs> like, um, But, no, his he had a great bit of knowledge to drop for, and every wrestler in the country should listen to this, especially indies and young guys, period. But he's like, I, I, I spoke to a, a competitor who works AAW Dark every week. And I asked, I mean, I said, first, it's good that you're doing that. You're getting reps. That's, that's wonderful. Need reps. But this person's more concerned with what people are telling him on social media, Twitter. He's like, let me ask you a question. Um, how many people see you weekly on AEW Dark? He's like, well, that gets about... 2K views or whatever. It's, you know, it does what it does. And he's like, well, how many people talk to you on your Twitter about what you're doing? He's like, couple. He's like, you shouldn't care about social media. And in terms of your job performance. To a point. Ah, there's no one. Who on, who on social media is going to tell you how to do your job? You should talk. You should worry about the veterans and the other workers and anything they could tell you. Right, but to improve yourself. What's Joe Schmo and fucking Sheboygan on but Twitter? But at the end of the day, it's still about connecting to an audience. And your audience, like it or not, it's 2022. Your audience is on Twitter. Twitter is a cesspool. You don't have to base every decision on Twitter, but it's good to at least get feedback. I wouldn't face any decision on Twitter. It's a bunch of ces- it's a mm-hmm. cesspool. It's not my ne- Twitter. It's necessary to promote yourself. I I, I agree with that. No matter what business you're in or what you're doing, it's an easy, it's the most easiest and most effective way to promote you and what you're doing. 
and to hopefully reach as wide an audience as you can, depending on how big your social media imprint is. Who knows? But I wouldn't fucking listen to a word anybody on fucking social media told me about what I was doing for my work, my job. It's the wrong generation. Like, they're just, they're not going to take that advice. They're just not. And they should, but they're not. And that's why there's not going to be any stars. Eh. Eh? Eh. <laughs> uh, well said there, Mike. So. The voice of Mike Google. Uh, Corey. Speaking well, of stars. Speaking of couldn't couldn't stars. Speaking of stars. It's him. G1? Uh, huh? G1? Eh. Who cares? Going? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Oh, yeah? I, I got shit to do. <laughs> I, get, I ran out of time. I, mm. I've, there's so many hours in the day. I, just, <laughs> I guess I could give up sleep, but I just I can't. I got behind. It's, Are you far behind? or like Far double? behind. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I've, I've, I've had to do so much shit. When does shit. it end? Eighteenth of August. 18th, okay. So, because it's longer than half, normal, right? Yeah, they stretched it out. There's more days off in between, um, and plus with the multiple people, there's more nights, but less. Like, there's more nights, but less tournament matches. That's weird. Yeah, that's well, super strict. There used to be five to six matches a night. Now there's four. But it's the four. There's matches. just one match from each block each night. Oh, oh, what? Yeah. So there's and an then, a, like there's an a random matches match. otherwise. Just yeah, the, then like tag matches on okay. the on their card to build up the next night's matches. So it's like yeah, there's only an a one a block, one b block, one c block, one d daka show. Four nights a week. It's it's a better format for the workers because mm-hmm. you're not getting burnt out and tired. But it hasn't. I'll be honest, it hasn't been as exciting of a watch because it's like so slow. And I don't mean slow as in the matches aren't good, but it's like. Like, it, it, only recently can you even bother to try to keep track of what's what in the standings, because, like, it took Tom Lawler till night eight to have his first fucking match. So it's like, you look at the standings, you're like, well, yeah, the guy's in last place. He hasn't fucking wrestled yet. So, I mean, Jesus. Like, I guess. All right, whatever. So it's, it's been weird. It's an adjustment. But since you've... Uh, I know yeah. Jonah beat Okada, which is a huge upset. I heard... I heard... What match? There was a Haas match that, like, it, it, it met expectations. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. There Is that was, where Jeff put himself over in the tweet? Maybe. But uh, <laughs> there was a match I saw on Twitter. I wanted to see if I could find it, but I forgot what it wanted. But it was like a, it's like a Big Tom match, I think. It was just like a match that it hit expectations on the fact that it was a Haas fight. I, I probably got burnt out. When the last night I watched, the one of the main matches was Bad Luck Fale versus Toru and I was like, "Wow, I can't." <laughs> De- I can't. Yanu. I can't even remember who won the match, Joe. Nash won the tournament. I was. I think I my eyes glossed over, and I was just like, "Why? <laughs> Why?" So five stars. You you have to put these guys in the same block. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I got to build up to the finals, baby. Holy fuck. I was, that, that night, after that night, I just was like, I got to take a break. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I don't care how good the rest of the matches are. I'm like, uh. Um, So, SummerSlam was just this past week. and uh, Did we break that down already? We did. Okay. But we're about to break down your card. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, Corey, uh, You've well, done something. First, I gotta break down the you gotta thoughts. Break and, down the thoughts and break down what we're doing. 
All right, so uh, a week before SummerSlam happened, I was, you know, I was just, I was sitting at home and had nothing to do that night, and I just, I was like, you know what? Those was, it was fun when we, we would do the ultimate cards. So I decided I'll do the ultimate SummerSlam card. And I know there's 35 or 6 SummerSlams at this like point. That. So I knew it was going to be long. But here are the rules. So you pick an event. And you pick one match from each year. Uh, every year has to be um, used. So I knew there'd be 36 matches. Right, so I knew that's so many. So dude. I was like, "All right, this oh is gonna be like a, this is gonna be like a three night card." All right, yep. we're gonna wrestle. Coward, we're, one gonna, night, do it. we're gonna wrestle kingdom the shit out of this thing. And uh, but there's other rules. Again, Triple H, we're not saying make it three nights. No, you listen to no. us. This is not what we're saying. So you have to use every title that's been defended at SummerSlam. Make it two. Mm-hmm. You have to use the title. Watch it. You can only use. Each title once. You can only use a wrestler once. Whew. So only one Bret Hart match. Only one John Cena match. Only one Edge match. This is problematic when there's 36 fucking cards. Yep. I got news for you. It took me about two weeks to do this. Uh, so I started off thinking, okay, what are the, the no-doubters? The no-brainers? The matches that, are, that have to be mm. on the card. Hold on. Okay. What do you think... Like, give me three no-brainers that should be on the card. What do Summer you Slam. think? Summer Slam. Greatest matches Summer in SummerSlam history. What do you think okay. of all the... Has I'll to be tell on the you card. if you nail any of them. For sure, what we just did for homework, Brett and... Uh, Lawler? Bulldog. Oh, Bulldog. Um, Not on the card? Hmm. Trust me, it was... It was tough. SummerSlam <laughs> matches. It was tough. Uh, I think... Think this century. Uh, uh, God, uh, Brock Punk. I would say I like Brock Punk. So do I. But there was another match from that card that to yeah. me was no. Was I, c- I couldn't think of the other one. Okay. Yeah. It's, Cena Brock. It's Cena Brian. Brian. Uh, Brian. I, me, I was like, what is the other match on that card? To me, the greatest WWE title match in SummerSlam history. Yep. So that had to be one of them. So okay. So because so of the, because I, of that, I was Brock Punk. Up, then I was gonna break Cena. Brock, the the twenty suplexes that oh, destroyed damn. Uh, Cena probably would have been my Cena pick if not for the Brian one. Okay, okay, there you go. Um, and I'll just tell you the other you one. Tell me the other one. Edge and Christian Hardy's Dudley's TLC SummerSlam 2000. Yeah, had to cut it. Did he cut that match, dude? Had to. That's nuts. Because That's I got. And, and I'll be honest, that could, that it, coming up on the uh, in a. I want to say uh, in a couple weeks we're doing the best of the Monday Night War stories, and that might be in our match favorite of ma- match of the year competition. And it's not going to be in your. Uh, I didn't know the horse so in your fantasy. Luck, I'll give you a reason why. I got down and I kept that match in for a long time, but I got down to where I was only I had five SummerSlams left that I didn't have any options for matches from. But you had a Hardy, a, but a, a lot Edge, of them were 2007 through mm-hmm. 2010. So Edge, Christian, the Hardys, and solo matches. I was like, I'm gonna have to let go of this fucking tag match. That's nuts, dude. Because Damn. those are my only options. That's nuts. So keep in mind when I'm telling you this card, it's not the greatest matches in SummerSlam history because some of these you'll be like, why the fuck is that on there? Because it was the only option. It was literally the only match on the card I could put. Okay. So it's a three-night event for you, 12 matches for 
night one and two, and then an 11 for Sunday. And you said you like formatted and have an arena? I have it right here. All three nights at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. I liked the look of SummerSlam there last year. Okay. I figured, here you go. You ready? I'll even give you the years. Hell yeah. Or see if you can guess the years. Okay. I like that better. Night one is going to start off with some six man tag. You know I love a good six man tag at SummerSlam. Ray Mysterio, John Morrison, and Kofi Kingston. Versus Alberto Del Rio, R Truth, and The Miz. 2011. Yes. Got it. Nice. Because Del Rio's there. Then Gross. we go to a European title match British Bulldog defending against Ken Shamrock. 98? 97. Oh. Damn it. Then we get the underdog story of Barry Horowitz versus Skip. Because. Barry Horowitz. 94? Five. Ah. Match number four, and this killed me. I'll just have a story behind this. Neville and Stephen Amell versus Stardust and King Barrett. 2015? Yep. 15? Yeah. I had another match from 15? there, but I had to drop it. It was 15, and yeah. I'll get, and I'll, I had Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose versus mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper. Mm. But I... Had to drop I it. had to use one of those guys later on in a title match. Spoiler, there's no Roman Reigns on this card. <laughs> Isn't that nuts, dude? Damn. There's no TLC one. There's no Roman. That's no, there's no Batista. That's crazy. I mean, he sucks, so don't worry about that. But. Uh, match number five, the Bushwhackers versus the Natural Disasters. Well, that's not good. Uh, 90? 90? 91. I was, was going to say 91. Fuck. I was going to say 91. It was the only... Uh, I went through five matches from With 91. Bushwhackers? Yeah. Well, I went through no. five... <laughs> I had Two five, five Bushwhacker <laughs> matches. No, I had five different matches at one point from so 91 on this Corey's card. Midnight Express and Bushwhacker <laughs> right there. Bushwhacker, and you know depending it. on his mood, it could flip. It, it could, could flip. flip. The Midnight Whackers. There we go. I mean, shout out to my... The Bush Express? Shout out to my teen years. Hey, the Bush Express. Mm. No? Mm. Match number six. And this is the only way this guy could get on the card, by the way. Kiss my ass match. The Rock... Versus Billy Gunn. 99? 99. 99. Billy? That was the only way to get the rock on the card. It's funny. Bobby. That's nuts. Number seven for the night. No, never mind. Hardcore title match. Shane McMahon defends against Steve Blackman. 2000, right? 2000. All right. Match number eight for night one. ECW title match. Mark Henry versus Matt Hardy. Well, seven? Oh, eight. Fuck. I was going to say it was eight. Now we get to the three, or the t- four actual good match, the, the good matches for the night. The, the why we, paid for why yeah. we paid, yep. Number nine, SmackDown women's title match, Bailey versus Asuka. Okay, okay. Uh, 17, 18? 16? The year that everybody wants to forget. 2020. 2020. 2020. Match number 10. Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage against Andre the Giant and Ted DiBiase. The Mega Powers against the Mega Bucks. 89? 88. The first SummerSlam. I was going to say 89. Match 11. Unsanctioned match. Shawn Michaels returns from retirement to take on Triple H. 02. 02. Is that their Uh, best match? Yes. Yeah. And the main event for night one, the uh, recrowning first ever universal title Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins. And then Foley and Stephanie be at ringside. Oh, that buckle bomb. Yep. At uh, 2017? 16. 16. The debut of the Red Belt. So, question. Yeah. 
What's the set like? What's I set, thought about what that. Like, what logo? Use? Yeah. What? So we're using a two thousands like Titan Tron and you know the the whole kit and caboodle, but we're using the classic the orange block. orange yeah. block SummerSlam logo with the blue background. That's fair. That's fair. So that's not one, guys. Who's the commentary? It switches. Night one Ooh. is a uh, Gorilla and Jesse Ventura. Oh, there it is. Hmm. Night two here are Michael Cole and Taz. There it is. Like so that. night two, uh, admittedly, is stronger. <laughs> Kicks off with Chris Jericho versus Dolph Ziggler. So are you doing like Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Yep. Friday, so, Saturday, Sunday. So Saturday's when you want to be here, huh? Yep. All right. So it's Dolph and who? Jericho. Oh, nine. Old light up shirt or jacket Jericho. 12. Doesn't 12. That late? Jesus Christ. Match number two, guys. Yes, this made it. Kai and Tai versus the Oddities. Indeed. Uh, ninety-seven. Ninety-eight. Yeah, ninety-eight. Cruiserweight, WCW Cruiserweight title and WWF Light Heavyweight title unification match. X Pac versus Tajiri. A one. A one. How was that match? It's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was good. Match number four, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal in the Battle of the Three-Man Band. Yeah. 2015? Nope, 21. Oh. 2021. <laughs> Last year. Jesus. Yeah. Now, this, I, this match I, did, I forgot about, but I found it and it actually saved me. Because I could not figure out a way to put the last card on. But every title has to be defended, right? Women's tag team title match. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. I'm going to go 2020. No, we already used it. 2019. Yep. 2019. I originally had Brock and Rollins universal title match from 19. But once I saw that match, I'm like, fuck, I have to use it. It's the only year the women's tag titles were defended here. Damn. Match number six in a battle for the crown. Brett the Hitman Hart and Jerry the King Lawler from 1993. Remember that business with Dwayne? I'm guessing 93. Yeah. I'm going to Had to do it. Damn. It's a fun feud. Number seven. That's such a fun feud. Mabel, this, is a, this is a cool down moment. Mabel takes on Double J Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? Uh, 95? 94. How the fuck along was Mabel there? Jesus Christ. <laughs> a long time. ECW oh, Mabel? I don't know. ECW. Shout, shout out to FIB. Match number eight, Kane versus Finley. That sounds like an O six, O seven. Fuck! We're always off a year. Fuck, man. Match number nine: Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. A three, O four. <laughs> what the hell? Raw Women's Title Match: Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch. Last year, it was last year. 20, this year, it was this year. It was oh, eight days fuck. ago. Whatever. I don't know which one we're doing. Got him. <laughs> I'll match 11, Intercontinental title match, Rick Rude defends against the Ultimate Warrior. 92. 89. What are you, Shivani, you saying you could just shoot a man outside the ring? <laughs> Rick Rude's older than I always think he is. Right. Main event for night two. World heavyweight title, big gold, TLC match, CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy. There it is. 20... I want to say 11. 10. Oh, 09. God damn it. <laughs> Always off by a year. Damn. Admittedly, that, that night's a little stronger. A little mm-hmm. bit. But here's night three. 
I mean, the biggest main event. The cream of the crop in terms of that, right? Uh, open up. Legion of Doom it's versus like Money. Or this is uh, J.R. and King. Since he wrestled night two. He's, he's ready. Uh, Legion of Doom and Money, Inc. Teddy Biasi and I. Oh, wait, ooh, I, I was like, you already used Biasi. I did. You caught me. I, I didn't catch that. Who else is in Money, Inc.? That's it. Him and IRS. Don't worry, I got a replacement. Well, Virgil. I got. I just have to re- I have to read number, but I got it. Okay. Match number one is now the World Tag Team Title Match. La Resistance defends against the Dudley Boys. Oh four. Oh three. God, fuck, titty mother. Now, French fried titty fuck. Now we're gonna go to the new number two, which is from nineteen. Spoiler: Legion of Doom and Money Inc. was ninety two. Okay. So which is 92. now. Which is now. Um, Repo Man versus Crush. There it is. Battle of Demolition on yeah, match. There it is. Match three, Tito Santana versus the Warlord. Oh, my God. Why is it not Tito not have, Santana versus The Undertaker? Let him defeat him. That could not have been good. It wasn't great. It Holy, wasn't great. that open a card? It was the th- fourth match on a card. Oh, Jesus. It's a third here. It's 1990. That's terrible, dude. Uh, one thing I learned is 90, all the, the skip, you know, the, the cooldown matches are all from the early years because... There are so many belts in these later years, so they yeah. have to be used for all the title matches. Holy Found Christ, that out. man. So now match number four, Mark Marrow, wild man, taking Marco. on Goldust. Marrow. 96? Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Divas title match, Alicia Fox defends against Melina. There it is. God damn there, it. There it is. We'll go seven. Ten. I was going to say oh, eight. Match number six. Now, this is the reason I had to bump Roman Reigns off the card. SmackDown tag team title match, the Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, against the New Day. That was good. And I even lucked out because Kofi's on night one. This particular SummerSlam is Big E and Xavier. So I lucked out. There it is. 20. So, yeah, that's the match that cost us Roman Reigns on the ultimate SummerSlam card. 2017? 18. Match number seven, I quit match. Mick Foley versus Ric Flair. Oh, five? Oh, six. I was say that doesn't five. sound good. It's not. That does not sound good. Well, but I couldn't. When, I had when a do we one. get a. What is that? Isn't that the, like, deathmatch flair? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's deathmatch. He bleeds flare. like a stuck pig. Yes, yeah. they both do. Deathmatch flair. Match Rick number. Flair bleeds at Olive Garden. Match, sure. match number eight Stephanie McMahon versus Brie Bella. 24. Yo, yep, yep, yep. I was going to say that. That actually was a good match. Yeah. It was actually a good feud. Yep. yep. It was on her. Match number nine, The Undertaker taking on Randy Orton. Anytime from 2001 to 2017. I pick a year. Uh, I'll say 09. F- fuck, I have no idea. 2005. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Christ almighty. Match number 10, United States title match. AJ Styles defends against Kevin Owens. 2016. Nope, 15. 17. Ah, fuck! I was going to say 17. And the main event of the entire weekend, WWE title match, John Cena versus Daniel Bryan. 13, baby. 13. There you go. A three-night Ultimate SummerSlam. And as you can see, it's not easy, because a lot of those matches, you're like, why would I pick that? Because it was the only fucking option from that year, once guys were picked for more important matches. The only event that would be hard would be WrestleMania. Yeah, well, Rumble well, too. Rumble, Rumble, Rumble is a, a nut. No. We, you you and me had we tried a Rumble, and we we couldn't make it work. 
So I'll invite you back for this one. I'm going to do Rumble eventually, where we pick number one from each year, or, or the ultimate number one, the ultimate number two, and, and you know, from each 30, you know, to make the ultimate Royal Rumble the okay. best number from each fucking, the best representative of each number from the history would be so that So 30, number. but the best, best like, one, the maybe, best two. Maybe John Cena would be number 30 for 2008. We'd pick that as the ultimate number 30. Okay. The ultimate number three would probably be Ric Flair from 92. Or from over. So he'd get in. Oh, fuck you. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I've decided I'm a, it's going to be a lot easier this time. The next one I'm doing is, is Night of Champions. So that'll be easy. Like, what, 10, 11 times? That was awesome. <laughs> that was fantastic. <sighs> I guess in the years. We were yeah. off by a fucking off. year. Every you were always off by one year. year. One or two. Yeah. One or two years. God damn it, man. Uh, but yeah, no, I had to get rid of Roman. I had, I had Batista in there at one point. I had... That's nuts. I originally, I had the Intercontinental title match was Honky Tonk and Warrior because I really wanted that squash at MSG. Yeah. The, but there was some other, like, if, if I didn't get rid of that and use the Mega Powers, Hogan and Savage wouldn't have even made the card. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. Austin's not on the card. There's no Austin. Yeah. You do Austin Taker. <laughs> Never. On the highway to hell, baby. Never. No, because I had to use Cena and Brian for the WWE title. Yeah, yeah. That was better. Okay. Well, more back to you, sir. Yes. You gave us something to watch. I did. Uh, I went to Death Before Dishonor 1, July uh, 17th, 2003. Isn't that crazy? It's the same date. Right? That's 2011. Isn't That's that crazy. fucking nuts, dude? And we have a dog collar match between CM Punk and Raven. It's so weird whenever I see Punk with blonde hair. It's right? fucking weird. So what did you think of it, Mike? He has almost no tattoos, which is also very weird. Right? Very early on. Uh, God, he's such a good heel, dude. Like, so self-righteous. I love that character where he's like, I don't drink and I'm so much better than you. All of you. He was like, I love that. He's like, uh, how's it feel to be in an arena with no alcohol? Doesn't that rock? Isn't that <laughs> awesome? <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, I've seen the clip of the indie show where he, like, somebody hands him a beer and he's going to drink it. He just dumps the whole thing out. Like, dude. He had it then on the mic. Yeah. He had it then. Yeah, it was that quick. It's crazy. It's, it's nuts. It's everybody who was watching that at the time could see he's got it. Dude. He's going to be something. Uh, I think the MGF one was more violent. This was a, this had more psychology in it. Uh, Raven really led him through this match, which would make sense. To the vet, I for sure didn't hate it. I'm mean, not saying I hated it at all. Uh, it was, I, I, I think you arrived prefer the MGF one, but yeah. it just it, the MGF one felt more needed. It helped to be present in the time. Yeah, this that. was a white hot feud. Because I didn't, you know, That's we watched the MGF stuff in real time. Yeah, I didn't yeah. watch the Raven stuff. This was like white hot in real time, despite TNA's best efforts to kill it by making them a team for some reason on national television. Everyone's can't imagine why he hates TNA. I can't, <laughs> can't imagine. Um, what did you think, Joe? I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The promo in the beginning was weird like it was just long and then all of a sudden Colt Cabana shows up and he's like get the fuck out of here how much has changed they were stalling for time yeah it felt like it the people walking behind um I didn't uh, I did not see the Danny Doring run in that was weird that was super weird 
Uh, I forgot, because I haven't watched any of it in a long time, how good and how revitalized Raven was after getting released by WWE. Uh, 2003 is probably, no, I'm going to say definitely his best non-ECW year. Who was on commentary? Gabe Sapolsky and I forget the name of the other guy. It wasn't good. No. Gabe is uh, not good on commentary. No. This, and that's why they used to It's like, you are basically a, a worse version of Joey Styles, which is already not good. Uh, which makes sense because Gabe Sapolsky was Heyman's yeah. understudy in ECW and probably would have heard tons of Joey Styles. Um, he said he did it, one, cause to save money. They'd have to hire a I commentator. Mean, I get it. Uh, they're on a budget. <laughs> but also, uh, a lot of times, the, the booker makes the best uh, play-by-play guy. Because they're the ones who came up with the storyline and the intricacies, and they know how to thread it in there for you as a listener. He's just not very good at it. Yeah. But, you know, save money. Got to pay for Jeff Hardy that match before where he got booed out of the building. Dude, how crazy. Did you watch any of that, Joe? No. Dude, he <laughs> got booed out of the motherfucking building. When he would do his high spots, the girls would scream murder. But and the guys would. These dudes were like, fuck. I mean, when he was leaving, there was people in his face just, yep. fuck you, Punch me, I fucking dare you. Get the fuck out of here. You don't belong in this company. Oh, even the commentators wow. like, ooh, this is not going well for Jeff. Yeah, they called it. Usually yeah. you try to win you usually you can win him over. No. There was no winning over this to this he one. He tried and it oh, did not work. Damn. Um I oh. man, I didn't need the Tommy Dreamer stuff That's at the end. Yeah. Four and a half hour show? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, it was all about super shows to Ring of Honor existed to sell DVDs. Uh, that was a, the, the main thing. That the, it was created because when ECW went out of business, RF video got hit really hard. Yeah. So they created something to create demand and get DVD sales, and it worked. But um, I didn't need the Tommy Dreamer shit at the end. However, I did like uh, the turn where he ties up Punk and pours the beer down his throat, and then Punk apoplectic. It was so good. <laughs> Uh, that's one of my favorite like feuds from that time frame. Like that's that's my wheelhouse. But I thought I'd give you guys a, a taste of something you've definitely never seen. Nope. An early early punk. It's so weird seeing him. It's so weird. <sighs> that's the when I think of punk, like yeah. my favorite era of punk, I still think of the blonde long hair, not very many tattoos, wearing the shorts like like Joe's got on. That's my, like, ideal punk. He looks so punk rock there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's older now. It is what it is. You can't yeah. look like that forever, but... <laughs> Man. So, Boo Yeah. You got homework. Oh, I, you got us homework. I do have homework. What are we doing? It's funny you should ask that. Uh-oh. Because he totally didn't forget. Oh, I didn't forget. <laughs> I've been over two weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> And by me, I mean, I called it a pinch hitter. Uh-oh. What? I made a call to the bullpen. Is he a little bitch? He's been known to be a little bitch oh, sometimes. fuck oh. He's been known to be a big dog sometimes. Uh, <laughs> a, uh, no, we started. <laughs> he's whether, been known to, to welch and get called out and go scorched earth from Joe. Yeah. You know, that, that's I was going to say, whether he better pick a good one or Joe. Uh, Still fucking waiting for that payment. You know, don't ask me. The little string that's, that's hanging there might just snap. We're going to the year of our Lord, 2009. Oh, God. Okay. We're going to a show called Breaking Point. Fuck off. We're going to what, in his words, 
is his favorite I Quit match of oh all time. Oh, my God. We're going Randy Orton versus John Cena. And I can tell you that he, after he told me this, he said he watched it again and it still holds up for him. <laughs> I have never seen this match. I have no idea. There's no way it's possibly better than Cena than Umaga, but we'll see. Uh, look, can I don't quit? have... Can we quit? I don't have hit heat with the little bitch, at least I don't think I do, to the level Joe does, or to any level at all, really. But I that is uh, one of the matches in particular that soured me on John Cena and Randy Orton ever wrestling each other again. And I don't know, but I don't think I have seen that match since 2009. I have not seen it since 2009. No. So maybe it's different now. I'll, I'll be open-minded and give it the benefit. But at the time, I quit watching Raw for a couple of weeks. <laughs> I only watched SmackDown because those two weren't on it. <laughs> so oh, I've I've been trying because he he had another one and I can't find the text that he sent the first one. I'm try I've been trying to find it. But Devin, he, I'm going to be open minded. Maybe it's changed in the last uh, Jesus, thirteen years. I had to think about it. I should have just remembered my my son was born in 2009, so that should be easy. That's such a long time. Thirteen, ago. Uh, thirteen years. Maybe things have changed in thirteen years. Maybe it holds up. I hope Joe it. does not look thrilled. I'm not thrilled. Uh, okay. Uh, so his first his first recommendation was Sting versus Jeff Hardy Rectory Road. Of course. Of course it is. Of course. Well, I was what? like, of, of course it was your first pick. Once I get them TNA pay per views on on the on the gimmick, that's an option. But uh, uh somewhere, hold on, let's see here. I'll read it. It's one of my favorite matches ever. I remember being 13 and buying the DVD from Best Buy and watching that match and being so into it, and I knew the ending. I watched it probably 20 times. It's my favorite I Quit match ever. Uh, it was at the peak of his still being real to me, damn it. Uh, I knew it was fake and predetermined, but I still wasn't smart to know how they did it. And then he talks about a spot in the match that I'm going to give away. You know what? Hey, you know what? He's won me over with that tweet. I'm going to be open-minded and give it a go. Joe's going to hang himself. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'll, open, I'll be open-minded. I will... Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll be uh I'll be a go getter and I'll be a team player and I'll watch. Right, I'll watch it. So gonna be a trendsetter and a go getter, a bad mamma jamma. I'm gonna try. It's jive turkey. Oh wait, whoa 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 hey, whoa whoa whoa! Hey, hey, nobody hey, call hey, nobody no jive turkey. Somebody say something about jive turkey. <laughs> Before we leave, uh, yeah. we got to do a little competition, Corey. You're four to one now as you get to guess the pay per view, and. Uh, I got a suspicion that uh, this should be a quick uh, one for you. Where did it go? There it is. As uh, where did it go, George? Where did it go? All right, shame man. As uh, one <laughs> booble will break, give uh, Corey break down a card of a pay per view yep. for Corey. No, he's not giving him a year, or I gotta come up with that. Yep, he has to come up with the year and the pay per view. So as I told you guys off air. Uh, so I pick these cards. A, if I think I can stump Corey, which is almost never. Or B, if these matches are weird as fuck, and I want to hear him talk about them a little bit. So I'm fine either way. <clears throat> there was a dark match. I'll say it later. Opening match. <laughs> Jesus. PN News and Bobby Eaton oh. defeat Steve Austin and Terry Taylor. Great American Bash 1991. There it is. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> it's a scaffold match. Yeah, they have Steve Austin standing on a scaffold, by Checks the way. Checks out. Only... 
European news is so fat they couldn't do the thing where you have to fall off. Yeah. So it's a flag match. You have to walk across the scaffold to the other side and grab their opponent's Dude. flag. So, so that's the quickest. Corey has got it at yeah. one. The dark match was Junkyard Dog uh, defeating Black Bart. Damn. Whoever the fuck that is. He was a territory wrestler in the 80s. Pretty good one, but not a star by any means. So give the rest of the card. I'll give a yep. uh, breakdown. The Diamond Stud. Hey, yo. Defeats Tom Zink. The Z-Man. Oh, boy. The Diamond Stud toppled Z-Man. <laughs> and notice, pay attention to a trend here, okay? Okay. And well, that might be tough for you because you don't know Diamond Stud's a hill. Okay. Yeah. I remember Chamber of Horrors, sir. <laughs> One of my favorite matches of all time. Ron Simmons defeats Oz. Poor Kevin Nash. No way, that could be a good match. No. Oh, my God. Yep. Quick, too. It's fairly quick. With uh, Merlin the Wizard? Kevin Ma- Sullivan in a wizard mask. Checks out. <laughs> Christ. Christ almighty. Uh, I'm not going to give their full name. This is stupid. Uh, Ricky Morton defeats Robert Gibson. The Battle of the Rock and Roll Express. Morton turned heel. And joined Terry Reynolds or Alexandra York's Alexander York, York Foundation. Richard Morton. Uh, yeah, it was a terrible match. I was like, there's no way that's good either. They're a tag team. What are we doing? Well, not only that, but Robert Gibson just came off a legitimate leg injury that had him out for like nine months. So this makes total sense. Morton is the newly heel who turned against his partner, focused on the leg for the entire match. Yep. Unfortunately, it's just not very exciting because <laughs> of that. <laughs> Checks <laughs> out. Yeah. Uh, Dustin Rhodes and the Young Pistols. Tracy Smothers and uh, Scott Armstrong. Steve Armstrong. Steve, I'm sorry, Steve. Defeated the Fabulous Freebirds. Including Fantasia or Bad Street. I think he was renamed Bad Street by now. Yep. Who was Brad Armstrong. There it is. With uh, Big Daddy Dink. All, Sir Oliver Humperdink, who was <laughs> rechristened the Freebirds roadie, Big Daddy Dink. <laughs> Why? Christ almighty. <laughs> Christ almighty. WCW 91, everybody. Um, so, Joe. Uh, yes. Let's this is up your out here. Okay. The Yellow Dog. Oh, I know the Yellow Dog. The Dirty Yellow Dog. Defeated Johnny B. Bad. The Dirty Yellow Dog. Brian Pillman in a mask. Because he had lost a loser leaves. So, get this. The match was... For the love of fuck. Barry Windham and Arn Anderson versus El Gigante and Brian Pillman on a cross of the champions. Loser of the fall has to leave the company. So, question. El Gigante and Brian Pillman? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they were the best of friends. <laughs> uh, they were the little buddy. Um, does Tim, Pil- Tim Little Big? Does Pillman come out wearing a mask? and like? But you can totally tell that it's Pillman. Yeah. Like, he's in does his the own... the blonde hair come out? The, the blonde hair's coming out of the back of the, the mask. Trunk, he, is he wearing anything else? The... Full body yellow oh, okay, suit. okay, okay. So at least he's committing. Yeah. full. It's like gold dust, only it's yellow <laughs> and multiple pieces. Oh, and a mask. Oh, shit. Yeah. So there's uh, there's that. Hmm. Uh, Big Josh defeated Black Blood. Big Josh was a f- a logger from the Northwest. In reality, he was Maniac Matt Bourne, who, after getting released from WCW in this gimmick, would become the first and best evil doink. Mm-hmm. And Black Blood was Billy Jack Haynes of oh. Northwest Wrestling fame under a mask. What that? What that? Any of these matches go so far on the card, or they all suck? No. All right. It's bad. We'll try the next one. 
Uh, El Gigante versus defeated one-man gang. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. It's not good. Suffice to say, it's not good. One-man gang. Um, half a star. Like, in here. What the fuck? Uh, this is somehow better than the match at Super Brawl, which was El Gigante beating a already three-quarters out the door Sid Vicious <laughs> in a stretcher match. Where I kid you not, he pinned him and put him on the stretcher, then Sid got up and left. <laughs> Amazing. Did he have a fork? <laughs> oh, Sid's the best. <laughs> Sid's a treasure. Uh, so this this card is circling the drain. Mm-hmm. Right, we'll get you back here, guys. In a in a Russian chain match, Nikita Koloff defeats Sting. I, I to be honest, once you said that, I'm like, okay, it's Nikita. He's probably taking on Sting. There it is. Sting loses. Of course he does. Of course he does. The heel wins at Great American Bash. Yep. Um, and immediately afterwards, goes after one of the little stingers. Amazing. And Sting has to save him. Uh, amazing. God damn it. <laughs> uh, you're your co-main, Joe. In a steel cage match for the vacant WCW Heavyweight <laughs> Championship, Lex Luger defeats Barry Windham. Substituting for Ric Flair. They, it's on that A&E show they brought uh-huh, it up. Who yep. was fired. Uh, July 1st. Yeah, fire, I'm fire. He took the big gold because they owed him, what, like 25K? And he yeah. said, like, I paid in full for the belt and uh, until you pay me. It's I mine. knew I'm not, I know I'm not taking the title back because if I, uh, and they're like, give it to you, I'm not giving them, they're not, he's not getting any money. Yeah, they're like, well, you're not the NWA champion anymore. So I don't care, but I've got the belt. Yeah. Yep. That's mine. You give me money, I'll give it to you. There it is. Uh, the crowd. Shit on oh, this, yeah. and I feel bad for these guys. It was it was going to be Flair and Luger again. Uh, this was going to be the night Luger finally beat him to win the title. So yeah. two weeks after they he was bring fired. it up, yep. they, he brought it up that A and E bio. He, he was, if Luger was going to beat him finally, uh, he never got to beat Flair. This was the match, then they fire him two weeks earlier. Uh, Barry Windham is thrown in as the replacement because somebody has to wrestle Luger now. Uh, he was supposed to take on the yellow dog because the feud was between Wyndham and Pillman because Pillman snuck back in as the yellow dog and Wyndham was pissed because he knew he damn knew well. Pillman. Yeah, <laughs> because Pillman purposely picked a gimmick that Wyndham used in Florida when he got fired. Wyndham was the dirty yellow dog. We're, well, in the s- out of the game. we're in the same outfit. It's fantastic. But he all of a sudden, he's now and he's a babyface too now because Luger, Luger, there's a double turn here. Luger turns heel in the middle of the match. Harley Race comes out as his manager. He hits a pile driver and wins. And they didn't have a world title there because Flair had the big gold. They had a mock-up fake they one. Had the, disgusting. They had the old NWA Western States Heritage Championship. But that, but they put over like world champion, like world heavyweight champion, like for uh, for a couple of weeks. It took it took a while for that new belt was made. It's like and a plate that, on top of that a Vader plate. had finally. Yeah. Uh, that's the one that's made, yeah. So, yeah, he's doing the press conference afterwards with this ghetto-looking belt with gold plates just slapped on it all haphazardly. It, it, it looked like a kid <laughs> did arts and craft and put a piece of metal on top of a piece of metal. It was Different bad. colors. Like 32 um, Jeez. It was bad. Yeah. Um, and that's not even the last match of the night. Nope. Your main event. So, remember, Joe, they just had a world title match in a steel cage. Yes. Your, heavy, your uh, main event in a steel cage. Uh, Rick Steiner defeats Arn Anderson and Paul E. Dangerously. Checks out. You know, it's like it's like the uh, what the. You know what? Fuck this company. 
Well, they know, you know, remember the uh, cage match with, um, what was it, like, Flair and Hogan were supposed to have, like, separate cage match, and, like, let's just do back-to-back. So, here's the deal on this one. Uh, first of all, that's the reason why nobody really thought WWE would ever go out of business, because it survived 91, and that's not a joke. After surviving 91, everybody thought it was just Teflon. It was just, somehow it would live. Vince um, was like, that's cute, watch this. The entire night, the crowd chanted, we want Flair. Yeah, it checks out. Uh, they tried to edit it. It didn't work. Um, this match had to be changed. Originally, it was Rick Steiner and Missy Hyatt against Arn Anderson and Paulie Dangerously. <laughs> but Baltimore had a strict no man on woman violence, and they announced they still promoted it anyway until the night of the card. So let's tell Javante Davis that. And then threw this on at the very end, and kind of bait and delivered the crowd. Not only did you not get flair. You don't even get to see Medusa and Polly, which was literally one of the hottest views in the company. Damn, you don't even get to see them fight. Damn. And Steiner's just going to beat up Arn Anderson and punch Polly like once and win real quick. Um, but they were afraid of the backlash on that match. That's why I went on after the title match. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, Missy K. Russell. <laughs> and then they all fucking ran. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I got oh, an idea. Two cage shit. matches. <laughs> shit. What a so, card. What a shit show that is. That's the Great American Bash 91. Is that, is, that, is that the worst bash? Yeah. It's widely considered by a lot, not me, and I, you know why, but it's, it's considered by a lot to be the worst pay-per-view of all time. It's, uh, so I found a list, and it's, on, it's high on that yeah. list. Yeah, there's a, a lot of people who say this is the worst of all time. It sounds terrible. It's not good. Mm. I've watched it a couple times. It, it's It's... It's fun to watch from the what in the hell is happening kind of thought process. Um, but that's it. So there's, uh, there's that. Did you reach your breaking point, Joe? Um, <laughs> I should have. I quit. You know? They were in desperate need of anything in 91. Thank God Austin showed up and showed promise. Thank God Dustin Rhodes was delivering on promise. Thank God, uh, Rick Rude. Came back about a year. No, thank God, Rick <laughs> Rude comes in in October, and thank God Vader decides to work more U.S. dates, because, and as you can see, Scott's hurt. He's got the torn tricep. Um, it was rough going in the summer of '91. Damn, son. Like 91. See, that one was funner than any of the other weeks because I was able to like describe, like, here's what's going on here. Yeah, well, you did nail it after one. (laughs) So that helps. (laughs) Uh, But also helps is if you, the listeners, go to nosoentertainment.com. That's right, nosoentertainment.com. And touch yourself. You can do that too when uh, Croy does his hip hip thrusts and his hip jives. Well, little do you know that I'm going to be doing live uh, karaoke on the old uh, (laughs) website each night. uh, Only Pat Benatar? Only Pat. Uh, maybe. Um, done in a uh, kind of like an old school like Viking dirge. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. I was thinking Pat Benatar, but it's death metal. <laughs> hey, baby, give me a shot. just going to work. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that was a battlefield. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Uh, you can go. You can follow us all on the socials. We, as we started the show on the Twitters, you can go to Facebook, no so ENT, the Instagram, no so ENT. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down, follow, request, subscribe, anything you want us to do. What match do you want us to watch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can give us homework, you yeah. lazy fucks, yeah, you lazy bums. Uh, you can uh, l- listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, baby, and like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever. You listen to your podcast, you fascists.